are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that will do it. Jeremy Lamb will dribble toward the midcourt line with a high dribble, crosses the line as the horn sounds to end it. And Charlotte with a series sweep over Sacramento. The final score is 112 to 107. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Kings. Glad you found us here on the Locked On Network. I am Jason Ross, and we've got plenty to discuss today, including another loss for the Sacramento Kings, as you heard our highlight coming in there. 112-107 was the final. We will recap that game. We'll look ahead to Orlando today and much more to get to. There was some pretty interesting NBA news from Monday. Surprise that Jason Kidd ousted in Milwaukee. So an offseason that didn't have a coaching change has had three in-season coaching changes around the NBA. Kidd being the latest one is out in Milwaukee. I got to imagine that job will be highly coveted with some of the young pieces of Bledsoe and Middleton, Jabari Parker, and of course the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo. So Kidd is out by all accounts, some internal... Uh, issues may be going there and Milwaukee slightly underperforming so he is one of the coaches that uh, coaches that has changed we had Fisdale out in Memphis and then of course earlier in the season Earl Watson out in Phoenix so three coaching changes during this NBA regular season so far so that was one of the NBA storylines you want more on that check out locked on NBA locked on fantasy locked on bucks to get the very latest what's going on in Milwaukee that's why we have this network you can get all your latest NBA news across our network so for the kings though let's get into that because that's why you're here checking us out and the sacramento kings game two of this six game road trip the season-long six game road trip kings had a rare weekend off as far as no games they are in charlotte to take on the hornets on monday night kings as we know have been resting at least two veterans the veterans that were sitting out on monday were zach randolph zebo and garrett temple so zebo and temple were out the Kings elected to start Bogdan Bogdanovich with De'Aaron Fox. Vince Carter got the start in Charlotte. Costa Kufis and Willie Cauley-Stein, the starting group. I thought the Kings got off to a good start. Played, uh, I thought they were engaged in the game. And one thing I was wondering, uh, because the last time they played, embarrassed the Kings by scoring 131 points at Golden 1 Center. And you're thinking, okay, this is something that cannot happen again. And uh, didn't happen, though it was trending for even more points. But the Kings started defending much better in the second half first quarter though both offenses got into a rhythm charlotte led that 35 33 one of the early signs of trouble to me was that first quarter because the kings as a team shot 58 percent but still trailed by two it was because charlotte who is not a great three-point shooting team we said that the last time and they hit 15 threes which was a season high made six in the opening quarter out of 13 we take you to the second quarter lead changes ties games going back and forth until about the final two minutes, uh, Kings were down four and then an 8-0 run to close the half, and now the Kings are staring at a 67-55 deficit. 12, you can still come back from that, but the problem with Sacramento is it got worse before it got better. After three quarters, the Kings found themselves down 92-75. Charlotte had hit 15 of 30 from three. Remember, their season high was the previous time they played the Kings at 15 made threes. They had matched that after three quarters. The good news on that, the Kings gave up just one in the fourth quarter where Charlotte went one of 10, but still they had a new season high of 16 made threes. Kings were down 95-75 with just under 11 minutes to go. And by the five-minute mark, they're within nine. By the three-minute mark, they're within seven. At the two-minute mark, still at seven. Just outside the one-minute mark, 
The Kings are down five. They got it clo- as close as three, 105-102, and really couldn't get it that much closer than that, and they ultimately lose it 112-107. But let's listen back, courtesy of the G-Man, how it played out Monday in Charlotte. Ahead to Fox, gives to Vince Carter. No look feed to Costa Cooper's for a baseline jam. Score tied at 13. Now we're getting some pace to this game here. Hill, that's kind of an indecisive pick. Hill, stutter step, drive, wrap around pass to the corner. Buddy Heald from the corner. He's got the three right in front of Garrett Temple on the Kings bench. Kings take the lead, 33-32. Three seconds to go. Got a transition three. Good. Jeremy Lamb with seven-tenths of a second. Charlotte on top. Hill trying to answer with a 45-footer at midcourt. And it's off the rim, no good. There's Fox in the left angle. Feeds low post left to Costa. Back out to Fox. Straight away look at a three. And he knocks down the triple. De'Aaron Fox makes it a two-point game again at 49-47. Walker accelerates, puts on the brakes, shoots for three, and scores the three. He is so dangerous. That's why he was an all-star last year. Biggest lead of the ball game for the Hornets. They're up now by seven at 54-47. Kings have got to be very careful here. Inbounds, total breakdown of the Kings defense. Easy score at the rim for the flush. Jeremy Lamb, it's 84 to 70 once again. Holly Stein, top of the foul circle, drives right side of the paint, drops the bounce pass to Scow, rolls for the left hand hook and scores it. Scow staying in rhythm on the offensive end and going to the left hand that time effectively. Makes it 99 86. LaBissiere now has 18 points. Kings don't have a lot of time to dally here. They got to get buckets in a hurry. Sierra holds now at the top of the foul circle. Dribble hand off to Heal in rhythm for three. Rattles, settles. He's got it. Buddy Heal with the three from the deep left wing. It's now a two-possession game at 105 to 99 and a minute 40 to go. Here's Bogey open. Right wing, three on the way. He's got the triple. This is a three-point ball game at 105-102 with a minute 23 to go. Bogdanovich from in front of the Hornets bench on the right wing. Knocked down the three. Inbounds to Bogdanovich. Sealed off. Feeds inside. Scow with a power rip. Boy, what a nice setup pass from Bogdanovich after he was challenged effectively by Nick Batum. So 112-107 ends up being the final score. The sad news and notes from this game, Kings have now lost eight in a row. They have now lost 11 of 12. They are now 13-33, and and that record, combined with Atlanta's home court win over the Utah Jazz on Monday night, has put the Kings with the worst record in the NBA. And I know I'm going to get into this discussion over time, but there are some of you out there that are – I don't want to say enjoying it because that's probably unfair to label it that way. But some of you that would like to see the Kings have the best odds at winning the lottery. I hate that. I've expressed that before. I absolutely hate it. I don't know that just because you win the lottery means it's all fixed. Just because let's try to paint the best scenario in that sense. And I don't even know what the Kings will end with, but I'll give them 20 wins now then. Let's say it's a pretty rough finish. 20 wins. That gives them the least in the league and the best chance at winning the lottery, and that they win the lottery. Okay, what does that mean? So you get your first crack at whatever player in the draft. I would like to win something, so the lottery would feel good in that scenario. But then you're waiting on whoever the pick is, if it's Doncic, if it's Ayton, if it's Bagley, Park, I mean, whoever, whoever you know, you're looking at there. But you've got to get that right, correct? I mean, you, the worst thing could happen is you win the lottery, you get the first choice, and... Pick three is the best, or pick four. You missed out. You had the whole pool, 
and you didn't pick right. And I'm not saying you'll pick right at five or at nine, but what I'm also saying is what does that tell you about the players you're believing in as a part of your future? If they win 20 games with De'Aaron Fox playing a lot of the second half of the season and Scal and Bogey and Buddy and Willie, doesn't necessarily guarantee with that whatever pick they get next year. Oh, there they are. They're going to win 35 or 40. It might, but that just doesn't guarantee that. So I like to see winning. I think winning promotes more winning and a winning culture. I do believe their locker room is strong and solid, and I think that's encouraging. And they've got good character guys. But I, I, I'm not just – I never will be for losing or tanking or appreciating them losing because it increases their lottery chances. I will root like heck for them to win the lottery, and I'll also root like heck for them to draft the right player. That's what I will root for. But I, I can't ever find myself – enjoying the losing it's just it's miserable it's not fun eight in a row losses of 11 of 12 and you feel like when will they ever win again and they will it's just when it might be today against orlando it might be the next game it might be one you don't expect maybe they win in san antonio on this road trip i don't know I'm, i've gone past the point where i'm going to predict it but i just don't like the process or the thought of hey let's lose that's better it just i never will get behind that just win the lottery if you get a chance root like heck for that you draft right these players develop, and you go from there. All right, now, how about the coach? What did Dave Yeager have to say after this five-point loss to the Charlotte Hornets? Awesome. What happened there at the stretch? Uh, we're, you know, too, in too, too big of a hole there. You know, they've got an experienced team, you know, and Kevin Walker's been doing this for uh, seven years now. Uh, Nicholas, you know, too, been doing it a while. Dwight Howard, Marvin Williams, you know, uh, their experience. Jeremy Lamb is what it's in his fifth, sixth year. So, you know, we're we're trying to catch those guys. And as our guys grow up, you know, we made some mistakes tonight, but I was really proud. We, uh, we only turned it over nine times. Um, did a good job of getting in their paint. We shot the 54 shots in their paint. Uh, we kept them out of ours, uh, but they were a little too comfortable, especially in the first half, uh, just shooting over the top of us, uh, just squared us up. And, uh, sometimes our bigs weren't able to get out to their stretch guys, uh, but they were a little comfortable in the first half. The second half, they started missing a little bit. I think our pressure was a little bit better, and we were able to get up and down the floor. Well, you talked about your pressure and your lack of turnovers. I mean, 25 points off turnovers. Pretty good game all Pretty good if you can do that every night. Not bad, not bad. We showed up 90, we had 97 shots up tonight. That's, that's fantastic. Hey, uh, Steve Clifford's back on the sidelines after a little bit of hiatus through his health. You obviously had a transformation, just paying a little bit closer attention to your health and your weight loss. How much stress is it in the 82-game season for an NBA coach, and why did you make that? What was the turning point where you were like, I need to focus on my health a little bit more? We had nine turnovers. No, I don't. But anyway, it's tough business, and, and uh, if you get behind once the season starts, it's tough to catch up. You know, whether it be sleep, uh, nutrition, uh, exercise, it's easy to get out of a, a good habit and get into bad habits as far as eating late. You know, food all the time. You know I mean, you're traveling, and you know, you're all kinds of things are out of whack, and so they try to go into the season as well as you can, and then see if you can maintain it throughout the course of the season. Uh, is with the advice that older coaches gave me, and uh, that's what I, I love. I love Steve, so I'm, I'm really happy to see that he's got whatever it was that's going on, and get solid and uh, stay healthy. And, with Harry Giles, it seems like this whole organization is going with a health first and trying to make sure everything's proactive and trying to maintain that health, not just the players, but um, is this a new 
page for you, just in, in terms of focusing more on your health, or is it just uh, I gave you one answer. To that. Anything else about the game? Uh, just to, are you satisfied with the battle the scoring you guys had? Uh, you know. It's not something that I, that I think about a, a lot. I thought, you know, Scout really scored the ball well um, and, and didn't get glanced off his line. You know, when he, when he was attacking, he was playing north-south. You know, his hooks weren't going from starting at 8 feet to 14 feet. You know, if he started 8 feet, shot at 6 or 4. So I think those things are positive. I think, uh, you know, Willie attacked, uh, didn't get the finish break, didn't get up to the foul line a whole lot. But plus, uh, Costa finished around the basket, did a good job for us. So, uh, you know, we're learning. And uh, we've got a couple of real good days of practice here. Stretch, so anytime you get practice on the road is very valuable. And I think if you came in our gym the last two nights, you wouldn't know if we're, I don't know what, I don't even know what our record is, whatever it is, or if it was the inverse of that. So that's, that's our goal, keep getting uh, better on a nightly basis uh, every day of practice. You know, a couple things in there from Coach Yeager I found interesting, and he said this before, but, you know, he talked about how they shot over the top of us. That was his quote. And I know earlier in the year he talked about how basically the team is shorter, lighter, and not and weaker was his term, but not as strong at most positions. So this team has to get more physical. We've said that and stronger. Well, ideally taller or longer or just a different type of player they'll look to continue to draft. And in some positions they are shorter. Not every position, but it's that's the reality of the roster they have in front of them. But um, still trying to you know look at what the positives were. Also, the coach liked that they only turned the ball over tw- uh, nine times. 27 turnovers forced the Hornets into 17 turnovers and if you remember the first time they played the Hornets had an NBA fewest amount of turnovers in a game this season with three the Kings they use that phrase we got to make our opponents feel them they that day it was too easy for Charlotte when they scored 131 this one was a better second half effort holding them to 45 but certainly wasn't enough so 112 107 was the final one other thing the coach brought up that I thought was interesting because they were uh, one of the reporters in there from Charlotte was trying to get him to kind of talk about him and the coaching staff who kind of all had that weight loss challenge in the offseason about lifestyle. And that's kind of one of the under-publicized things in the NBA because Steve Clifford, the coach from Charlotte, had to miss some time. Good to see him back. And the lifestyle of a coach, a front office, a broadcaster, a player, all that, it is just different. And I thought that was interesting points that Coach Yeager made. Kind of once you get into the bad habits, it's hard to correct them. So if you stay on the good habits and – you know, police yourself, then hopefully you can take care of yourself. But it is unique. I mean, the team played on Monday night, flew to Orlando, the way it's been. I've traveled with the team. I mean, they there's food on you. And it's not like it's bad food, but now you're eating late at night. You're getting in. You're staying up later, sleeping in maybe, or getting in for you know, workouts. And it's just a, it's not a quote-unquote normal lifestyle. And there's a 100 million great perks and there's some drawbacks, but the perks outweigh the drawbacks, certainly. But you've got you to be very disciplined, let's put it that way. And I think Coach is uh, addressing that and trying to be more so for his own health. And Steve Clifford and these other guys just thought it was an interesting little uh, sidebar that he brought up there. All right, now let's go to another one of the bright spots from the night, I thought. Because when you lose by five and you were down by 20 and you rally make it a one-possession game, there were some good things. We start to look at the Kings' statistics, and I would say on the bad side, you're, you've been trusting Bogey and Willie lately. Well, Bogey, 3 of 10, 10.7 assists, wasn't bad, but didn't have the same kind of shooting night as normal. Willie had a double-double. You like that, 11 and 10, but was 5 of 20, and I thought he took some bad shots, to be honest with you. Now, on the good side, De'Aaron Fox, 16 points, 7 assists, I thought was aggressive, shown some signs, but he healed, got into that role where he made shots, difficult shots, hit 4-3, scored 18 
Biscalabissier, I think, has to be the biggest bright side of the night where uh, he went 10 of 15 on Monday night, scoring 23 points. And here was Scal after the game. Yeah, yeah. How do you just kind of, is that a thing that the whole team has to kind of get going? And... Yeah, yeah, I think everybody here wants to win, you know, competitors. Uh, you know, it's going to take a little while for us. You know, we're still learning to play with each other, uh, you know, defensively, being on the same page. But it's, it's going to come together for us, you know. Uh, right now we're just, these are the growing pains. You know, we're going to it and, you know, looking at you know, the long picture, the big picture, uh, I think we're going to be all right. So again, with all these guys, it's about building. It's about building off what they did on Monday, building off a week, building off a month, and just getting better and better. And that's why when I look at Willie and Bogey, who I did not think played great on Monday, I'm not that down on it because I expect them to bounce back. They've had more good games than bad games recently. Scal, in the meantime, sneaks in with a good game here on Monday night. All right, how's he going to back that up on Tuesday night? What's the rest of the week going to look like? Can he put a stretch together where you start to go, all right, Scal, I see you. I see what you're doing. I see you as a part of the future. So that's what needs to happen for Scalabee Sierra. I love that he had the good game. You need to back it up with another strong game. A guy that got some run in the game but uh, didn't do a whole lot statistically, played nearly 20 minutes, Justin Jackson, two of six, four points, two boards, one assist. I thought had an awesome weekend, though. In uh, On the weekend, had a chance to go back to North Carolina where – Spent three years there. He had a run at a national championship and lost in the championship as a sophomore. Went back his junior year, won the title, but had a chance to have his jersey retired. And it was quite a moment from Roy Williams and Justin Jackson. It's a great and special honor to have your jersey in the rafters. And for three years, I was one of the luckiest guys in the world because I got to coach Justin Jackson. Congratulations to you, son. It's a huge honor um, you know, to be able to be among all of those great guys. I, mean, I feel like I haven't really done anything to you know, amount to those type of names that are up there. But um, you know, it's definitely an honor, a great time to be able to see a lot of my old friends and guys that I built great relationships while I was there. Um, so I mean, just to be able to feel the fan support that we, we felt every single night whenever I was there, to still be there, uh, you know, it was a great time for sure. Well, that's super cool for Justin. You heard Roy Williams there. You heard Justin Jackson to be acknowledged amongst the greats of North Carolina. I mean, that is a storied program to be in that just group, group of guys that had their jersey retired when you're talking about way back when, when Phil Ford and Billy Cunningham and some legends of the game to, you know, more recently guys, you know, they've gone through North Carolina, Jerry Stackhouse, uh, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson, and then, of course, Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, James Worthy. Just an incredible run that that university has had, and now Justin Jackson has his jersey retired. It's it's really cool, really special for him, and a great honor, and he had to really enjoy that on uh, over the weekend. So tonight, the Kings are back at it. They take on Orlando. Can the Kings win this game? Absolutely. But Orlando's thinking the same thing. Orlando, right there with the Kings, just barely better, 14-32. and 32. Their last 20 games, they're just 3-17, and 17, though they've won two of their last three. So they have had a tough time. Vucevic has been out. Gordon has missed some time, but he is back. They've got some good talent. I thought it was interesting on our postgame show last night. Jerry Reynolds has been working me, with me for the last couple games. Honestly believes the Kings have more talent than Orlando, but you got to play like it. you got to show it. you got to showcase it. And as far as back-to-back goes, it's not that brutal from Charlotte to Orlando. But Orlando did not play last night, so they'll be a fresher, you would say, 
than the Kings. So I hope when we're back tomorrow, we're talking about a Kings win. I think it's very, uh, there's a very good possibility that could be happening, but I won't be shocked if we're talking about a ninth loss or a, and 12 out of 13 for the Kings either. Orlando's kind of right in their pedestrian near the bottom and giving up points, not high in any of the offensive statistics. So if the Kings play their game, utilize and do some of the things that they did well on Monday night in our, in uh, Charlotte, maybe they will in fact break their losing streak. So that'll do it for us for today's edition of Locked on Kings. We thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition. Thank you. See you. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.